0: Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo Chapter forty three Meanwhile, the confusion in the camp appeared to increase to the great uneasiness of Biasu. I heard afterwards that it was caused by the negroes of Mourne Rouge, who hurried from one end of the camp to the other, announcing the return of my liberator, and declaring their intention of supporting him in whatever had been his object in coming to Biasu's camp. Rigaud had informed the generalissimo of this circumstance, and it was the fear of a fatal division in the camp that prompted Biasu to make some sort of concession to the wishes of Pierrot. Alteza, remarked he, with an air of injured innocence, if we are hard on the whites, you are severe on us. You are wrong in accusing me of being the cause of the torrent, for it drags us along with it. But, What can I do now that will please you? I have already told you, Signor Biasu, answered Piero. Let me take this prisoner away with me. Biasu remained for a few moments silent, as though in deep thought. Then, putting on an expression of as great frankness as he was able, he answered, Come, Alteza, I wish to prove to you that I have every desire to please you. Permit me to have two words in private with the prisoner. He shall be free to follow you. Yes, if that is all, replied Piero. His face, heretofore proud and distrustful, now glistened with delight. He moved away a few paces. Biasu drew me to one side into a retired part of the cavern, and said in a low voice, I can only spare your life upon one condition— "'You know it. Are you ready to fulfill it?' He showed me jean Francois's dispatch. A consent appeared to me too humiliating. "'No,' answered I. "'Ah,' repeated he, with his sardonic chuckle. "'Always as firm. You have great confidence, then, in your protector. Do you know who he is?' "'I do,' answered I, quickly. "'He is a monster,' like you, only he is a greater hypocrite. He started back in astonishment, seeking to read in my glance if I spoke seriously. What? exclaimed he. Do you not know him, then? I replied disdainfully. I only know him as my uncle's slave, and his name is Piero. Again, Biasu smiled bitterly. Ha! That indeed is strange. He asks for your life and liberty, and you call him a monster like myself. What matters that? I answered. If I do gain a little liberty, it is not to save my own life, but to take his. What is that? asked Biasu. You seem to speak sincerely, and I cannot think that you would trifle with your life. There is something beneath all this that I do not understand. You are protected by a man that you hate. He pleads for your life, and you wish his death. Besides, it matters little to me. You desire a short spell of freedom. It is all that I can give you. I will leave you free to follow him, but swear to me, by your honor, that you will return to me and constitute yourself my prisoner two hours before the sun sets. You are a Frenchman, are you not?' Shall I say it, gentlemen? Life was a burden to me. Besides, I hated the idea of owing it to Pierrot, for every circumstance pointed him out as an object of my just hatred. I do not think for a moment that Biasu, who did not easily permit his prey to escape him, would allow me to go free except upon his own conditions. I only desired a few hours' liberty, which I could devote to discovering the fate of my beloved Marie before my death. My word, which Biasu, full of confidence in French honor, asked, was a sure and easy way of gaining a day. I gave it. After having obtained it, the chief approached Pierrot. Alteza, said Biasu, in obsequious tones, the white prisoner is at your disposal. You can take him away he is free to accompany you. I had never seen so much happiness in Pierrot's eyes. Thanks, Biasu, cried he, extending his hand. Thanks. You have rendered me a service which places me entirely at your disposal. Remain in command of my brethren of Morn Rouge until my return. Then he turned towards me. Since you are free, cried he, come, and with a strange earnestness he drew me away with him. Biasu looked after us with blank astonishment, which was even perceptible through the respectful farewell that he took of Pierrot.